Welcome to the Red River Podcast, where we recognize our strength relies on our bond. We are challenged to live a life on mission. So what does that look like as a wife, a mom, in my career, or just a typical everyday? We unpack the highs and lows as we share practical tips, uncover areas most of us work on, and thoughts on where to start. So grab a friend, and I'll introduce you to some of mine as we engage in coffee chats about how to live a missional lifestyle as an everyday woman. I'm your host, Candace Reyes, and you're listening to the Red Rover Podcast. Hey, friends, welcome back to another episode of the Red River Podcast. I'm your host, Candace Reyes, and this weekend is jam-packed with celebration. In fact, I want to personally invite you to join me for our book release slash fundraiser event. Hookster Creek Ministries, which is the nonprofit that I work with, is hosting this event for my latest book, Awake My Soul, Three Ways to Ignite Your Relationship with God. Friends, this book is available right now on Amazon as well as our Hooks to Crook website. So if you haven't heard much about this book, I want to share a little bit with you. It is a personal one-on-one time with God. I've had people reach out, men and women, who have said yes to this book. State, Candace, this book has changed the way I look at my time with God. This book has transformed my relationship in such a personal way. Friends, I teach you how to get intimate with God. We walk through three biblical principles, prayer, reading God's word, and praise. These are the foundations that we have been given on how to build that relationship with him. So many times we say yes to Jesus because we know he is our Lord and Savior, but then we're like, what do I do next? How do I move forward? This book is that stepping block. It helps you take that next step with him to dive deeper, to, to learn more, and to, to just engage with him on a personal level. I hope you choose to take, take a, an interest in this book. In fact, we are choosing to have this as a fundraiser as well, not just a book release, but a fundraiser, because I have been working with nonprofit organizations, other missionaries worldwide, pastors worldwide, on creating this resource so that the people that they are discipling will also learn how to do this, how to build their own foundation in their personal love language, in their personal dream language. Nothing, nothing can make it any more personal than to see it for yourself and understand it for yourself. That's what changed my world. That's what rocked my, my thoughts and, and my heart and my passion for this because I, for years, was leaning on someone else's understanding, but yet I wasn't actually diving in for myself. And see, really, I'm not doing it by myself. In fact, it's the Holy Spirit that's within me that is equipping me to do this. And it's the same Holy Spirit that will equip and equip you to do this very same thing. So I hope you'll check it out. I hope you'll join us for our book release fundraiser on August 28th from 2 to 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you are in the Richmond, Houston area, I'd love for you to come out and meet me face to face. We are going to have all kinds of great discounts on this book. We're going to have some great fun, some games, some prizes as well. We're, I'm just really excited about it. But we're going to be meeting at the Mercy Goods store in Richmond, Texas. And we hope 
you can join us. If you aren't able to join us face-to-face, I hope you will still join us on our Facebook live group, which is Awake My Soul book release slash fundraiser. It's a private group on Facebook. So search it up, ask to join. I'd love to put, bring it in so that you can be a part of this celebration with us and receive some discounts as well on this book. This book breaks it down, those three principles in a minimum of 15 minutes. And you may be thinking, is 15 minutes really long enough for me to, to dive into God's word? I'm going to tell you, yes. Yes, it is, because there's so much you can get out of in three verses. Three verses. God has so much for us to understand. So I hope, again, you choose to join us for the book release fundraiser celebration. And I also hope that you choose to purchase your copy of Awake My Soul, Three Ways to Ignite Your Relationship with God. Now, are you ready for our dad joke of today? <laughs> this dad joke is given to you by my oldest daughter. She she wanted to highlight football season with a little dad joke about football. All right, here we go. Why did the football coach go to the bank? To get his quarter back. <laughs> That's right, to get his quarter back. She thought that was the funniest thing and it, I hope it brought a smile to your face. Now, friends, our guest today, she is a budget nerd. I can say that because that is exactly what her website is all about, being a budget nerd. Her name is Kayla Zees, and she is a pastor's wife, a mom of three, and a complete nerd when it comes to crunching numbers and budgeting. She loves digging into the Bible and learning about what it has to say about managing our money. See, Kayla strives to teach others what she's learned and help them apply that biblical financial principle to guide their financial decisions. Friends, I hope you enjoy my talk today with Kayla Z's as we talk about budgeting and how the Bible tells us to budget. Hey, Kayla, I'm so glad you chose to join me today on the Red River Podcast. Hi, Candace. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, I I know you are a mother of three and you're also a pastor's wife and life is a little busy for you. Would you share with us what a typical day is like for you? Yeah, definitely. So um, my days are a little bit uh, a little bit scrambled, if I'm completely honest. Um, they they basically sometimes get blurred together pretty easily and I have to kind of really think about it at the end of the day, like, gosh, what did I even do today? I, I know I up, but it's hard to, it's hard to actually realize what all happened in a day. But um, I am um, mostly at home with my kids. I do work a little bit outside of the home right now. Um, but most of my days are spent hanging out with my kids. Um, we just got a new puppy. And so we're Aww. in full, yeah, full puppy mode right now. <laughs> so we're just really trying to soak up honestly, every minute of summer, just because where we live, there's, you know, you don't get that much of it. And so, yeah, we spend a lot of time outside. We do a lot of walks. We do a lot of time at the park and um, try to visit family here and there when time allows. And so, yeah, we're, we're just in full on, <laughs> full on mode and we're, we're definitely in a, in a busy season of life, but it's good. It's a lot of good things. So, well, I love that. I love that you're, I, I get it. We're, we all have, 
things to juggle, right? And, um, but yet you also blog on top of all this. So if you were to describe a day that you're going to be blogging, like what, how do you manage that with, with little ones and, and all the other hats that you have to wear? When do you usually blog? Yeah, that's a great question. So it looks a little different, I guess, week to week. Um, but lately what I've been finding works the best is about an hour or so a week, maybe two hours a week, um, right after I'm done, basically when my kids are with um, at their childcare, when I'm done with my shorter shift at my work and I have a few hours to spare, I'll bring my laptop with me to the local coffee shop and I'll just plug away, you know, uninterrupted for a couple hours there. And I, I try to do that at least once a week. But on top of that, I usually don't get to blog unless it's later at night once my kids are in bed. And so basically after, you know, 7.30 or 8 o'clock at night, that's kind of like game on. And I, I just get into this task mode where I just kind of go crazy. And I, <laughs> I just have to really like hunker down and like do it because there's a lot of other things that also need to get done at that time of night. And so between, you know, getting my house kind of put back together because it looks like a tornado just went through it, um, <laughs> there's that. And then I usually try to do an hour or two at, at night doing some of my content creation, even if it's just doing some things for my Instagram page or my Facebook page, um, I'll try to get some content started and some like infographics made for my website. Um, but again, it's, it's very much at a slower pace, I think, than I would want to do. <laughs> so like I said, I just try to find those, those, you know, little chunks of time, those little pockets of time, you know, every week to really just, you know, like I said, buckle down and do it. Cause if I don't, I know it will never get done. So I got to be creative in the timing of it for sure. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I, because you, you, you have a, a job and you also, you know, manage this blog. I'm curious, how did you know that God was calling you to step out and, and actually write and do your blog budget nerd? Yeah. So um, when I decided to stay at home with my kids and leave the workforce temporarily, um, I really was in a place where I was kind of struggling and feeling overwhelmed with being a mom of three young kids and feeling like I didn't have an outlet. And so my husband just encouraged me to potentially start writing and just kind of get my thoughts out. I, I think I've always been a person that's had a lot of ideas and a lot of thoughts I'm um, kind of like a classic, like textbook overanalyzer. And like, I definitely live in my head a lot. I'm, I'm thinking a lot. And so I was like at the place where I'm like, gosh, I need to like, I need an outlet. I need something to just get these thoughts out. And my husband was like, you should just start like writing or like blogging, like do something to just get your thoughts out. And he's like, you know, you love, you know, numbers and math and budgeting and, you know, I was that nerd that on a Friday night, I would literally be drafting up a spreadsheet. And like, I know that's not <laughs> a lot of people's idea of fun, but like for me at that phase in my life, that was like something that I enjoyed that like allowed me to focus on, you know, creating something, you know, making something and, and putting it out there. And so, so yeah, I guess in that time of life, a few years ago, that was kind of when I decided to launch the blog and start pursuing 
some writing and and kind of having that as a creative outlet um, for something to do. And um, yeah, I would say it's it's definitely been it's been fun. It's been a good thing for me to do. There's definitely been some challenges, but overall, I would say I think it was a good choice to start pursuing that. Um, coming up on three years now, I, I think I launched my blog back in the fall of 2018. So it's been wow. a couple of years in the making. So yeah, yeah. You kind of hinted around that there was some challenges along the way. Would you go into detail about one of uh, one of those challenges that that you faced, and then how did how did you persevere through that? Yeah, so I'm definitely not the world's most tech savvy person, and uh, <laughs> thankfully, again, like I always feel like my husband is really like coming to my rescue a lot because he is very tech savvy, and so um, <laughs> he did help me kind of launch like the brand and and kind of get started with you know logo creation and you know, website, tackling like a website and how to sign up for all that. And I mean, that was such a foreign world to me. I honestly yes. like was totally starting from scratch. Yes. And um, yeah, so just fumbling through, you know, kind of having a lot of those nights where, you know, there's hours of frustration of like, why isn't this working to like, all of a sudden it does yes. work. And you're like, oh my gosh, like that just worked. Like, this is great. And so I would say each minor accomplishment, whether it was setting up my email address or setting up my website or whatever it might have been at that time, you know, I felt that sense of like, okay, like, you know, that was one small hurdle to go over. I know I can tackle the next hurdle. And, you know, there's been, there were many times where I literally had to just pray because I was just like, God, I cannot figure this out. I'm really struggling. And I would just definitely say he, he brought the right people across my path at the right time, whether it was my husband, um, another friend of ours is really good with like marketing and um, kind of computer software kind of stuff. And he helped me with a couple things as well. And so, yeah, I just had to reach out and, and ask for help when I needed it. Definitely. <laughs> so oh, I love that. I love that you, you knew that you needed help. And so you were, you were willing to reach out. I think so many times we don't choose to reach out, right? We were like, no, I can do this on myself, all, all by myself. Or if I need help, I don't really want to go ask. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I have to, cause then I have to admit that I can't do it. <laughs> right. right. And, and that's, that's also can be very humbling for us as well to say, okay, can you, can you help me please? Mm -hmm. But I love that God continued to put people around you that just equipped you to continue to do the work and you never gave up. You didn't allow those doors that, you know, of frustration, those doors of it's not working. Cause I've had those myself, like, yeah, creating a, a website. I completely understand how frustrating that can be. Um, but, you know, not stopping, but continuing to, to figure it out and find the right way places to get help is is a great. Um, it's a very it's a good nugget. It's a good nugget for all of us to hear. Right. Um, so how can God use how can God use our finances and resources to bless others? Yeah, great question. So I think that's one thing that maybe not all of us realize is that we really do have this untapped potential to advance the kingdom with our money. Mm. And even just thinking from it in the terms, you really got to back up and realize, like, first of all, 
it's not really our money. And so I yes. like to kind of start there. You know, everything yes. we have is God's that we're really just managing it. And, you know, he does call us to be good stewards. And I think money is no exception to that. I mean, the amount of money he gives us, I think, is kind of irrelevant. It's it's about managing well what you've been given, whether it's a lot or a little. And, you know, you see that in the talents, you know, in the Bible where it talks about the people with different talents, you know, five or one, what are we going to do with that? And so I think if we realize our potential and in, in, in what how God could use us in terms of how are we going to steward our money well um, and mm-hmm. focusing on how what we do with our money could advance the kingdom, that to me is really encouraging. And that's that's where I try to bring it back to, because I think as long as that's in its proper place, um, I think really anything, really anything is possible. I mean, you see some of these big movements where people rally together and raise funds for different things. Like it's definitely doable, but I think Mm -hmm. we have to start, each of us has to individually make a choice to contribute what we can. And like collectively, I think as a body of Christ, like so many things could get accomplished if we start with that kind of simplistic mindset. Um, of realizing what what we have isn't actually ours and Mm -hmm. what we do have we can give back to God and he will multiply it and so yeah amen amen well and you talk about biblical prosperity and worldly prosperity can you can you kind of elaborate and go into the differences between those two yeah so there's a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of controversy or hype about the prosperity gospel. And, and obviously as Christians, you know, we don't support that because that's not biblical. And I guess the question that then I've always asked myself is like, well, what about when the Bible does talk about prosperity? Because again, like if it's in the Bible, you know, God has it in there for a reason. Mm -hmm. But I think where we get hung up on is who we're serving. And I think that with the prosperity gospel, um, which is anti-biblical, um, the the source is how the source is ourselves. How can I benefit from this? You know, and that whole concept of like, what am I going to get out of this? But I think biblical prosperity, based on what you know Jesus teaches, is how can we again use our money to advance the kingdom? How can we glorify God and give back? Um, whether it's a lot or little, whatever he's calling for us to, to do, it's really for kingdom. It's a kingdom focus. It's not a focus on ourselves and how we can prosper. But I think when God promises prosperity, it's so that he's glorified and that, again, other people are going to benefit um, to advance the kingdom and to keep, you know, keep God at the focus and keep God at the center rather than ourselves. And so... Right. Yeah. So that was a question that I always came across whenever I'd read those verses in the Bible about, you know, God will prosper you and, you know, you have a hope and a future and all this. And, you know, and that's another thing, too, is prosperity doesn't always mean wealth. And that's what I'm realizing even in my own life. Like, you know, God can prosper you just, you know, even in your surroundings, whether that's in relationships you have with other people, you know, different, you know, support or just different God meeting different needs in your life, whether it's financial or not, you know, prosperity, that's another thing doesn't always mean just flat out money. 
Um, there's a lot of other ways that God could prosper us or the kingdom um, that doesn't just look like, you know, you know, more money and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yes, absolutely. That's so good. You're 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 exactly correct. I, I completely agree with you on this because prosperity. I mean, God, God loves his children and he takes good care of us. And so everything he gives us, they Yes, it is a gift and we are to give back. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, and so everything he gives us is to help us advance the kingdom, to advance the gospel. Mm-hmm. And and we need to be pouring back in to those those areas of our, of our life first and foremost. And then, you know, ask him, OK, God, what else do you want me to do with with the blessing that you have given me? Right. How do you want me to steward this correctly? I love that. I love that. Cause the worldly prosperity is focused on me. It's focused mm-hmm. on I mm-hmm. and, um, and there, so there is definitely a difference because you're right. The biblical prosperity, that's about advancing the kingdom where worldly prosperity is about advancing yourself. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so what does the heart have to do with our financial possessions? And, and, the way that we manage our money, like how does, how does our heart have have connection with that? Yeah. So, you know, that's another, a a huge area that I'm constantly reflecting on is because, you know, Jesus talks about so many times in the Bible about the condition of our heart and how, you know, the heart is deceitful above all else who can trust it. And all these things about, you know, be careful, guard your heart. You know, it's, it's, our heart has that tendency to be led astray And, you know, that's when I think about it in terms of like a biblical, like a financial setting, you know, that's, that's really, it can be kind of scary to think about, wow, if my heart is in not in the right um, position, that's, you know, kind of frightening because in terms of if you're going to follow your heart, which again, I don't think is biblical, you know, in terms of money management that can go really poorly. And again, you know, if your heart's not in the right place, that's kind of a recipe for disaster. And so um, that's just like where I like to kind of check in. And I encourage other people too as well, is that, you know, if our hearts are fixated on Jesus and we're focusing on um, really being obedient to him and what he has for us, if he, you know, nudges our heart to bless somebody or to, you know, do an act of kindness or, you know, we got to follow through on that and not out of obligation, but out of our love for him. And so I think if our hearts are in the right place, again, we have this unlimited potential, I think, to just change the world, you know, one person at a time, but it's got to start with us and it's got to start with our heart. And, you know, that's, again, just one of those prayers that I'm always asking God, like, purify my heart and, you know, give me a clean heart so that I'm not in the wrong place. You know, I I think that's good for all of us to recognize, like, you know, what am I, what am I doing with my money? Is it, is it to really gratify myself, you know, doing just, you know, excessive splurging and trying to fulfill or fill a void that, you know, maybe could only be filled by God. And, you know, a lot of us have those misplaced, kind of like affections. And so I think if our heart is in the right place and we're again, focused on God and we know that he is our affection, money 
we don't have that um, that lure of money taking that place. And so that's, again, just another good thing that I try to remember is that money can easily become um, a distraction for our heart and can lead us astray. And so as long as we keep our heart in the right place, I think overall God's going to bless that and he's going to help us make good decisions with our money rather than us, you know, distracting ourselves and making maybe wrong decisions. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if we look at our budget, right, it's going to show what's in our heart because Mm -hmm. it's where we're putting our money, right? It's where Mm -hmm. we're, where are we, where are we placing our money? And, um, and I, so we do, we need to check to see, okay, where, what is my heart saying? Because God looks at the heart, right? Mm -hmm. He, he wants to see our heart and, um, we want to make sure that it is glorifying God in what we spend. So absolutely. Again, being good stewards of what he's given us. So what kind of cup of wisdom can you offer our listeners today um, that may be struggling living this life on mission? And is there something you can encourage them or scripture maybe that you hold on tight to, to help encourage them? Yeah, definitely. You know, bringing it back to the basics, um, seeking first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added unto you. Like it says in Matthew. And so it's just one of those things where, you know, again, getting kind of our priorities in the right order. If we if we live our lives truly to honor God, he is first in our lives. And again, anything we do, whether that's relationships, whether that's health related things, whether it's financial related things, all of those things will be in their proper place. If we first fixate on Jesus and putting him first in our lives, everything else will just naturally flow from that. So if I'm going to kind of simplify it, you know, at its core, that's what I would say is the most essential piece. That's good. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) That's so good. Yes. And and I I definitely believe that, that he's got to be the first, right? He's got to be the first thing we do when we, when we wake up, we need to spend that time with him. We need to open up our Bibles. We need to read his word. We need to pray with him. We need to enjoy him and, and just revel in him so that he can fill us so that it, it gets our, it again, cl- purifies our heart mm-hmm. and gets us ready. So right. I love this. I, Hey guys, if you got guys enjoy what you heard um, from Kayla and about the budget nerd, check her out. Where can they find you, Kayla? I'd love for our listeners to, to kind of give you some love and, and come and follow you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually on many of the platforms. I am on Instagram. That's probably where I interact the most. Um, the budget nerd on Instagram. I do have a Facebook group um, that is just Facebook backslash the budget nerd. And I also have my website, uh, thebudgetnerd.com. And um, people can also reach out to me via email. My email is Kayla at thebudgetnerd.com as well. Awesome. Awesome. So guys, if you want to find out more about how to connect with Kayla inside my show notes, you'll see all those links as well for you to just click on and, and and go directly to her sites. I'm so grateful, Kayla, for your time. And I'm so thankful that you, you chose to come on to the Red River podcast and hang out with me today. Thank you so much for having me, Candace. This was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. Hey friends, thank you so much for joining me today. I had so much fun chatting with this week's guest and 
our chat even continued after today's episode, which means it was a really good chat. It was so much fun. Have you ever wished to hear this behind the scene conversations? Well, now you can as a Patreon member of the Red Rubber Podcast. There are three different levels of membership that give you backstage content and so much more. If you're interested in learning more about these three levels and how they benefit you, check it out. There's a link in our show notes today for the Patreon membership for the Red Rover Podcast. As always, I want to encourage you, if you found today's episode useful and you are thinking about someone who might need to hear it, then share the well. Yep, maybe that's one way God is asking you to live this missional lifestyle by telling someone else about the episode. Maybe there's not somebody on your thoughts right now who needs to hear it, but yet you enjoyed today's episode so much you want somebody to know about it. Well, I want to encourage you to leave a review. It only takes just a couple of sentences, but it's because of your review, others listen. That's right. They read those reviews and they that helps them decide whether or not they want to tune in. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I want to continue encouraging you to live a life on mission as just an everyday child of the King.